Alrighty, hello ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Daniel K. Welcome to another episode of the Daniel K's Let's Plays podcast. The world's... Um... F uh, 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 one of the world's audio-only video game Let's Play podcasts. I'm increasingly conscious of the fact that I probably can't say first, because I think according to some uh, eagle... Uh, computed researchers on the audio only let's play discord maybe maybe locathor i don't exactly remember there was uh i think there was like a text adventure podcast up before mine started in uh early 2017 where they would do audio only let's plays of uh, text adventure video games um i think as well as like board games and stuff but uh yeah so hey it's an audio only let's play podcast with daniel k welcome um Oh, so, uh, you won't be listening to this on the day that I'm recording it, I don't think, unless I'm real quick with the edit, but also, maybe I, I want to hold on to it for a bit, until I've got a good episode buffer, but it's the 26th of, uh, October, the 26th of the 10th, 2021, um, and way back in the 26th of the 10th, 2001, so 20 years ago on this very day, back in Japan, the little video game was released for the little old Nintendo GameCube. It was called Pikmin 1. Um, it, this is total coincidence. I didn't plan this. Uh, I've wanted to wanted to do a Pikmin Let's Play for a little while now. I'm not doing Pikmin 1 though, so the link is a little tenuous. I'm going to do Pikmin 3 DX, the Nintendo Switch release. The reason I'm doing this is because I really like this game and I know it well. Pretty well, in fact. Um... I finished it a bunch of times. I finished it on hard mode and then on ultra spicy mode. I'm just going to be doing a standard normal mode playthrough of it uh, here. My Nintendo Switch is in my hot little hands. Um, I'm going to be playing the game in an alternate profile so that all of the achievements and information which I've unlocked in my various playthroughs is not yet unlocked. We can experience that as, as we encounter it. Pikmin 3 Deluxe. Um, this is my. This is me re-entering the the water a little bit. I'm I'm dipping a toe in with this game. I, I it's not often that I play a game I'm already comfortable playing. I'm usually playing something new and experiencing it for the first time. This is going to be much more of a hey, here's a game I know. Game my here's a did I say? Yeah. Anyway, here's here's a game I know and love. <laughs> and, um, I'm just going to be like explaining its ins and outs to you, um, which is, is not standard, but it's easy for me. So uh, yeah, without further ado, let me turn on the switch. It's going to be a little weird. I I'm now pretty well used to using OBS to capture the game audio running on my computer and also my, my mic audio. This is going to be like back in the old days when I played games on a Game Boy and then just my voice mic would pick up the noise ambiently. Uh, let's see how it works with the switch. This is un untested with the switch. I think it should work okay though. Pikmin 3 Deluxe. Uh, released 2020 on the switch. Uh, Pikmin 3 was originally a Wii U game released in 2013. But, uh, much like original Pikmin 1 was re-released for the Nintendo Wii with um, improved controls. And I, I still stand by the Wii version of that game being superior to the GameCube version because of the ability to change Pikmin types when you pick one of the little fuckers <laughs> up. I mean, one of the little fellas up. I might actually edit that <laughs> to make this uh, uh, this series kid-friendly. Um, 
yeah, the the Pikmin 3 Deluxe version, I think, is a, a, has a couple improved controls over the Wii U version. Not that I know, because I've never touched a Wii U in real life. So, press L and R to start. Okay. We see uh, the menu here. We could play Bingo Battle. Oh, who's sending me messages? Hang on. Ah, oh, an email from Jim's group. Jim's mowing. Yeah. The Jim's mowing guy I got out to mow my back lawn. He did a pretty good job. In fact, he went above and beyond. So, yeah, Daniel K recommends Jim's mowing. <laughs> ah! Totally untuned. Get Jim Smiling. Daniel K has a podcast and he recommends things sometimes. Perfect. Never better. All those years of not practicing. S stopped practicing back in 2014. I still got it, baby. Alright, so here in the menu, the Pikmin 3 Deluxe menu, we've got Story Mode, which has a helpful little recommended uh, speech bubble above it. So, like, hey, new people, start here. But then there's also Mission Mode, where there's, like, uh, you know, quite short time limits and uh, you have specific tasks to achieve in the world of Pikmin, like gathering as much fruit as possible within the time limit or, uh, yeah, getting to a specific place on the map within the time limit, also while battling the various monsters which are put on this world to eat your beloved Pikmin by the mouthful. Uh, and then also side stories. So that's a pretty cool... I think the side stories were added to Pikmin 3 Deluxe, and it has you playing as the original protagonist of, of Pikmin, Captain Olimar, and also controlling Louie, who is introduced in Pikmin 2. Um... We'll meet Olimar and Louie in the main story of Pikmin 3, but uh, you can play as them in the side stories, but not yet! Um, yeah, so story mode says, Collect food and save Kapai from danger. It is a story of the big adventure with Pikmin. And then side story says, Meanwhile, a certain duo is hard at work on an important mission. Unlock after a certain point in story mode. So we can't do that yet. And then bingo battle is the local multiplayer mode, which is uh, really great. But story... How many players? One. Boy, I'm too used to playing on a PS Vita. It feels the same as holding the Switch to me, so I'm like, my fingers are cringing away from the back of the Switch. Because I love my Vita, I love being able to play PS1 games handheld whenever I want to, and it just comes out of my pocket. It's this tiny little thing, and there's a PS1 inside it. Um, but goddamn, that back panel, holy moly, that's no good. They shouldn't have put a touchscreen on the back don't put a touchscreen on the back of a console, because what am I doing? I'm holding it in my hands, and my fingers are f***ing all up with a touchscreen. Sorry, Editor Dan. Um, so yeah, no, it's good to have the Switch and be able to hold it with my hands on the back of it, and not be holding down R2 and L2 in the video game. So yeah, let's, uh, hey, select data. New. Select a difficulty. Normal. A sweet and frothy difficulty suited for any fan of the series, but especially beginner. Zzz, beginners. Hard mode. Advanced players might savour the sour tang of challenge on this difficulty. And then ultra spicy. Titillatingly difficult. Unlocked when you clear hard difficulty. Let's just go normal. Galactic date. 20XX. 20XX. At the far reaches of space lies a planet 
we see a solar system map. We see graphs of like food production depleting. Like a map of space with different charts. Just as they're about to give up. Courses charted. Positive, it says. The report comes back positive for food. The Pikmin planet is finally named. We see character portraits and profiles. No names displayed yet. Yeah, I should say named by the Kapite species, because the Hokkotations have landed on this planet before. Hooray! Uh-oh! Warning! Exclamations! On the, on the star map, on the space chart, we see... The, the symbol representing the SS Drake, their spaceship, replaced by a big X. And then we see the paths of uh, of the three main characters as they fall down to the planet charted on the space map. And we cut to a real, like, visualization of the planet and see three, uh, three, three points of light approaching. And then it said, um, oh, I missed what it said, goddammit. Uh, what happened? Says Captain Charlie. Um, it, it said, uh, Charlie's crash site, uh, day one, and then it would have said, like, 8.44am or something like that. I know that much. But now we see a blank screen and we, we hear Charlie, and Charlie says, Oh, uh, what happened? Oh, some yellow Pikmin are looking down at us as we awake. But as he comes to... They quickly run away. Was it a dream, maybe? Captain Charlie, a stout little captain, stands up. Oh, where am I? The last thing I remember was... Oh, of course. This must be PNF 404. He's in a snowy environment. As he looks around... Charlie, Charlie. Charlie to ship, Charlie to ship, do you copy? This is your captain. I repeat, do you copy? Um... As he looks around, we can see little yellow Pikmin hiding in the leaves of this snowy tundra environment that he's landed in, strewn with snow-covered rocks and snowy bamboo plants. Um, he then pulls out a device which looks suspiciously like a Nintendo Wii U uh, controller console with a little screen on it, and he's using it to try and make a call. We can see um, Metal Gear Solid style, the little picture of Charlie, and then a little calling uh, bar, and then the SS Drake. His ship. Hello? Anyone? There's no response. Where's my ship? My crew! Captain Charlie. As we're given control, we, we hear Captain Charlie's theme. And he strikes a pose. I managed to escape unscathed, but what about the rest of my crew? They could be anywhere on PNF 404. I've got to find Alf and Brutner. I only hope they survived. 
I love how he says, I love how these people say each other's names. Brittany. You can hear in their voice. Aleph, Aleph. Oh, Brittany. Moving, move with L. So we're in tutorial, tutorial zone. Skip the hints, don't worry. So I'm moving around the snowy environment. As I approach the Pikmin, who I can see out of focus in the background, they'll come to Charlie's attention. Oh, what in the... And he continues on the way. They're up on snowy slopes, out of our reach. Oh, there are more of them. So approach this group over here. Oh, so strange. This game has a really nice, uh, almost like macro... Uh, what, like a macro lens kind of feel? Because everything happens at quite a small scale. These captains are tiny. The bamboo leaves are larger than them. Uh, Pikmin are tiny. Like a strawberry is bigger than a Kapite captain. Charlie is smaller than a strawberry. Um, and so, like, almost in a, a slightly kind of tilt-shift aesthetic, there's a lot of... Uh, things happen in a relatively narrow depth of field. I'm only really noticing this now, and maybe this stops being a thing later on in the game. But certainly here in the intro, the, the distance is, is artistically blurred out. There's some bokeh mushrooms in the back. I go, I, there's no bokeh, because there's no light source. But you get the idea, it's blurry. Oh, we approach a rusty old tin of what appears to be uh, sardines or something. And on top, there's a massive crowd of yellow Pikmin. The music in this game is delightful. And like the Pikmin's... Oh, you found a Pikmin theme? They're all kind of unique and interesting depending on which Pikmin, and I love them. Oh, uh-oh. I seem to have wandered into a strange neighborhood. <gasps> the Pikmin notice him, and they swarm around him. Oh, why are they coming closer? Oh, my whistle will scare them off. I can press B to whistle. Oh, no, stay back. They crowd even and even tighter around him. Oh, maybe I should throw them. I can hit A to throw. Oh, get away from me, says Charlie. But he notices that as he throws them, wherever they land, they'll start smashing mushrooms and then they'll calmly just wait around after it's done. Oh, they don't appear hostile. Wait, let me get this straight. I can round up these creatures by pointing at them and pressing B to whistle, and I can throw them with A. You see that explained in the tutorial. Oh, maybe these fellows could be of some use. I'm going to round them all up. I'm going to go around the map to the the previous little uh, areas where I've passed Pikmin up on the ledge, and I can whistle them down. And has two of them perched cutely on a little leaf. Down they come. Any others around here? It's actually not important that I gather these Pikmin. Um, because I'm not actually going to be using this. It's just kind of fun to walk around and look for hidden Pikmin. Okay, our path is blocked by a cluster of mushrooms. Let's chuck some, chuck some yellow Pikmin at them. Alright, oh, that's how it's done, says Captain Charlie. So, um, something I've just noticed... Let me just call them... Something I've just noticed is that these mushrooms... So, one of the main enemies we're going to be facing in this game, Pikmin 3, is the, the humble Bulborb, and the even more humble Dwarf Bulborb. Uh, in the wrong circumstances, they can tear through a group of Pikmin, chomping them up like ten at a time. Oh my god, what a tragedy. Um, what a harrowing experience this game puts you through sometimes, especially in Pikmin 1 or 2. Pikmin 3, there's a greater level of control you can have over 
just like the Pikmin respond to your whistle much quicker. They're faster on their feet, and so you can avoid them getting sucked up in great big chomping mouthfuls much easier than you can in 1 and 2. Uh, but the bulb orbs, I've heard a rumour that like many things in Pikmin, they're a subtle reference to the Mario franchise. They, um, they're the same palette as, a, as a, a, a mushroom from Mario, a red mushroom that will grow you big. And they kind of their silhouette resembles the mushroom a little bit. Um, and I've just noticed that the mushrooms, uh, they're the same like red mushroom with white spots on its back. Uh, and like tan stumps as the Bulborb enemies in this game. And something that I think this game is subtly telling you is, is that when you throw your yellow Pikmin onto these mushrooms, like I just did, the mushrooms which the yellow Pikmin land right on, they kind of just pop and deflate and they're gone. The mushrooms which the Pikmin land near, the Pikmin have to gather around and attack in order to pop and deflate them. And that's the same thing that happens with the Bulborbs. The dwarf Bulborbs, if you land a Pikmin right on their back, then pop, that thing's gone. But if you throw them near... Oh, I should look around for my Q. I'll use the R stick on my controller to look around. And by pressing ZL, that'll let me see what's in front of me. So yeah, the R stick is a new thing for Pikmin. Uh, in the previous games, you would just hit the appropriate trigger, Z or whatever. And that makes the captain, like the camera change to... It's just like in, you know, Ocarina of Time. The camera swaps around to links back. Oh, look, there's even more of them. The longer I hold down the B button, the the more space that my whistle will will cover. So I can gather, I can get Pikmin from higher places by holding down the whistle button for longer. Yeah, so when I throw Pikmin near one of these little mushrooms, uh, if they didn't land directly on it, it takes them a few a few attacks to really pop that mushroom. There's some huge mushrooms here, and when I throw Pikmin on them, I can see their health bar will appear. I uh, can watch as the Pikmin deplete the health bar. Yeah, it really is nice how this... This game kind of makes you deal with mushrooms as a surrogate for enemies, I'm just realising. Oh, they're still following me. We walk through a cave mouth into a, uh, a shaded stream. Uh, we walk um, across a... What is this? It's, a, it's a, a root or a fallen log with a road carved on, on top of it that me and the Pikmin can walk across. And it bridges a shaded stream. Uh, we can see in the artistically blurred distance icicles um, hanging over the, the overhang and down almost touching the, the icy water of the stream. And wind blows through rustling the leaves. And we walk across the bridge and into a cave mouth. And here we are, in a cave. What are those? They look dangerous. There are little baby Fozbats in this cave. They are pathetic. I'm going to chuck Pikmin at them. But what is actually going to happen... Oh, wow, that's bright. Oh, look, the light is scaring them away. There's mushrooms. Phosphoric mushrooms are growing, and the light kills the Fozbats. And now something is enraged. The Pikmin scatter, but Charlie isn't quick enough. Something swoops down from the top of the cave, we see from the monster's perspective, and fade to black. Exploration day one, 8.46am, Alf's crash site. We cut as Alf, the engineer of the SS Drake, lands in a pool of water. Floating on his back, he gently wakes to see the sun shining through leaves above him, and the SS Drake plummet through the sky, 
and crash somewhere in the distance. It's a miracle. I'm alive and somehow unharmed. He's floating on his back calmly. Just floating. Oh, he blinks and his eyes open wide and he gets up. The water's quite shallow. He can he can just reach the bottom with his feet. Oh, just as the SS Drake was about to land, we lost control and had to make an emergency escape. During the chaos, I was separated from my other two team members, as well as the ship itself. As the ship's engineer, it's up to me, Aleph, to find both the SS Drake and my crew members. Alright. Now, a crucial part of the Pikmin games is the day cycle time limit. On this world, PNF 404, there are nocturnal predators which come out every night and they'll just eat anything small enough, like uh, a Pikmin or a Copite. And so you have to get off the surface of the planet before night falls. But here, when the game starts, there's always a little grace period where it just lets you get the feel for the controls. There's no day cycle time limit. Time doesn't exist. Um, so I have the leisure to just run around this puddle which Alf has landed in. I can run down into the deep end and learn that Alf can't float or swim. He sinks down to the bottom and just runs al runs along the bottom of the water like he's on land. Must have heavy boots on. But also he has his space helmet on because of the... Uh, the high levels of toxic oxygen on this planet's environment, which Kapites and Hockitations can't breathe, of course. So he's got his space helmet on, that means he can go underwater no problem. The ripples are beautiful. Just playing around in a puddle. Alright, let's get out. Up onto the bank we climb. Oh, what's this? A little red Pikmin. sees us, we don't know what it is, and we stop. And the Pikmin regards us, and then, oh, in shock, it runs away. And Alf does a little jump in shock as well. As well. What was that? He's wide-eyed and curious. Alf is a little... little Caucasian Kapite. They're all Caucasian, they're all white. Um, but he has, like, a tuft of blue hair on his head, and his eyes are... he has kind of, like, a wide-eyed... he has, like, a... a, a wide-eyed and curious expression constantly. They've all got quite funny, like, fixed faces, the Kapites and Hockitations. Um I like them all. I like all the Kapites and the Hockitations. I think my favourite is Olimar, maybe Louis. They both look like their fixed expression isn't one of curiosity, but of deep, deep tiredness, which is a respectable experience, a relatable um, emotion. So we walk along, we walk down a ledge, which we can't actually get up, like this is Pokemon or something. And here we find the red Pikmin waiting for us with two other red Pikmins. And they're jumping up, trying to reach something that's stuck in a tree. Oh, it's that creature I saw just now. Looks like it's got friends. There's a thing in the tree, a red thing. And what is that stuck in a branch? Well, is there anything I can do? Us, Alf. So yeah, it's time for us to whistle. We're going to use the ZR button to lock onto the thing in the branch. And we're going to chuck those three Pikmin on. Oh, nice! We knock it out of the tree. Oh, jets uh, fire up and the thing floats in midair. And then oh, from out of where the jets came, 
three orange gelatinous tentacles wiggle out like long worms and then they plant themselves in the ground and are rigid enough to support this strange smooth red ship with a propeller of petals it's kind of like an organic robotic like modern robotic organic look but uh, quite bright um it almost has the look that the the main part of the machine is made of glass but is filled with something red uh or either that or it's simply red covered but uh, we're, we're soon to learn that this is the Pikmin mothership where they live and are born. Oh, I was hoping that was a fruit, but it doesn't appear to be edible at all. Nevertheless, the red fellow seems quite pleased now that it's freed. Oh, wait a minute. I'm supposed to be looking for those two missing. Looking around, says the tutorial. Just look around. Cool. Let's explore the environment. Why, what's this? There's another, a fourth red Pikmin, hiding behind a, a broken flower pot which towers above us. Shards of the flower pot, the porcelain or, or um, you know, masonware, stoneware, clay flower pot are broken on the ground here. I can see there's a pile of 12 shards and a pile of 3 shards. I can tell that right away because the number of shards is displayed in a, in a number above the pile. And as I look over here, it looks like there's a, a gap, a void in the environment, which pre which prevents me from progressing. I can't get up this cliff. But there's the beginnings of a bridge. It looks like this is a bridge constructed out of shards of porcelain, but it's not finished. And across the bridge, the unfinished bridge, I see something. Oh my gosh, it's a little Wii U controller. Oh, micropad! Thank goodness I found it. I can use this to locate the SS Drake, says Alf. If only he could cross the bridge, but it's unfinished. What do I do? Well, I chuck red Pikmin at these piles. One, two, three. On this pile of three, that pile is now gone. I'm going to chuck the last one at this pile of 12. I'm going to need to, like, speed up. I'm being quite languid and relaxed in my description of events, but as, as this game progresses, uh, it's going to get more time-sensitive. So we won't have such a relaxed attitude towards what the hell is going on. It might have to be like sports commentary. Oh, jeez, this thing is attacking us. And oh, no, these Pikmin are jumping in a big old fire and exploding. That kind of thing. Oh, no, oh, jeez. Now Captain Charlie is being eaten by this and then Brittany is being squashed by that. So the three Pikmin who I chucked on the pile of three shards, their work's done. They took the shards over and they plopped them down in the broken bridge completing the construction a little bit more. But the one Pikmin, which I chucked on the stack of 12 shards, is now arduously going back and forth, one at a time, uh, carrying, ferrying shards over to the half-built bridge. So, these three lazy Pikmin, who have finished their work, I've whistled them up into my party. They're just sitting around doing nothing. And I'm going to chuck them on this pile. There we go. With them all working together, there's now only four shards left in the pile. Slowly the bridge is becoming more and more built. We can we can chart the progress of every shard of uh, pottery. Oh, the bridge is almost built, says Alf. Um, yeah, every single one has a place. The bridge is built up in a kind of like di diagonally up into the air. So that even when there's only one shard left to place, it's still not 100% finished. It's not until they're all in place that the bridge collapses down like a drawbridge and pop, it's, it's, it's totally crossable now. Wonderful, the bridge is complete. The Pikmin have gone back to where the shards were and they're just waiting around doing nothing. So I've got to go back to them and whistle at them. Four Pikmin in my party, I cross the bridge, 
onto this elevated section, and here's the 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 copad which Alpha's just found. Map data loading. There we go. We've accessed the map. Oh, great! It still works. Of course, I would expect nothing less from Copite Engineering. I'll check my surroundings by scrolling through the copad screen. Yup. Where is the Drake? Here on the screen, I can see uh, I can see some interesting little indicators showing me that there are some enemies around, or at least some life forms. Um, but I can also see uh, like sonar waves coming from an area off screen. So I've got to scroll over through the map. I can see the whole environment, rivers, uh, mushrooms, bridges, everything I'm going to need to deal with, ramps, and here in the middle of it all, there's the thing emitting the signal. Oh, the SS Drake! That's not that far from here. Maybe the other two crew members are there as well. I better head in that direction. Now we can start exploring with the help of the Kapad. Use the radar to check the map and the camera to take photos. Yeah, so the Kapad has a little camera. Um, I happen to know that under this bridge that we just built, there's a hidden Pikmin mural. So if I access the Kapad and go to the camera app, and activate the camera. I could take some cool snapshots of Pikmin, but I can also uh, use it to look in a first-person perspective kind of way uh, under the bridge. And there's a mural which has been etched. There's a mural of a single Pikmin. It looks like a red Pikmin, even though there's no color to this mural. It's just been scratched into the stone. You can tell it's a red Pikmin because of its pointy nose and lack of other features. And it's carrying a, a pellet. A one pellet. It's this this stylized design of a one pellet. I guess carved by Pikmin? But let's take a photo. There we go. I got a oh, I got a bad shutterbug. Use the camera to take a photo. Great. But so I happen to know that these hidden murals are peppered all through the landscape uh, in all these maps. They're really well hidden. There's only three which I've ever found, and there's like uh, 20 of them or something. Uh, I'm not going to be looking for them. I just thought I'd let you know that I know that they're there. Alright, so let's cross the bridge again. Uh, and here we are. Well, we can't progress because there's a big cardboard box in the way. What? What is this enormous thing? The drake must be somewhere on the other side of it, says Alf. Hey, what's that red thing? Is it food? As we approach a pellet posy. I think maybe I need to check my surroundings. And he's just going over the controls again. So yeah, there's a cardboard box blocking the path. Between two rocks, the only path between two rocks and then... Yeah, the only path forward is blocked by a cardboard box. Printed on the top of the box is the number 20. So th that's this game subtly telling me that I need 20 Pikmin to push this box out of the way. I could uh, I could chuck these four Pikmin on it. And they line up and start to push. And we see a fraction appear above this whole scene. Four out of 20, says the fraction. Alright, so that's not what we need. We need 20 Pikmin and we only have 4, so what do we do? Well, what are these pellets? These beautiful flowers with red pellets in the middle of them. Well, when I chuck a Pikmin on them, they knock the pellets out and then they pick the pellets up and they begin to carry them back to the red mothership, the onion. Uh, so there were 3 pellets. I've got 1 Pikmin left. Let me explore over here. Oh! Ah! Says Alf. A bug just came out of the ground. Oh. We quickly cut over to the onion where the Pikmin are depositing the pellets. And out of the onion spits 
more Pikmin seeds, which quickly sprout. Wow, that thing's blocking out some kind of sprouts, says Alf. Uh, with our one Pikmin over here, though, I'm going to target that bug that just popped out of the ground. I'm going to chuck a Pikmin on it. Bang. Oh. Yep. So the the bug which the Pikmin landed on immediately expires and its body lies motionless on the ground. Um, and then the Pikmin, that job being done, quickly decided to attack another bug and in two hits it was dead. And it's quickly carrying the body of that second bug back to the onion. Here it is, back of the onion. We followed it. The bug body gets sucked up. And out pops a single Pikmin sprout. One, one bug turns into one Pikmin. I just plucked one of the sprouts, and oh, there was a whole red Pikmin underneath the ground. It's just its leaf was visible on the top of its head. Oh, I see. So this is where those little creatures come from. What a strange thing, says Alf. Let's pluck them all. I've watched speedrunners play this game, and there's a method that they employ to really quickly pluck. Uh, and that is... Oh, I won't go into it, but... Yeah, why even bring it up, Dan? Yeah. Just know that speedrunning this game is an interesting thing to do. And to watch. Alright, here we are. There's a bunch of bugs underground here. As I approach this area, they come out. I can chuck Pikmin at them as they come out. There we go. Looks like there were four bugs in total, but they are now X-Bugs. There's going to be a lot, of, a lot of killing bugs in this game. If you're not down for killing bugs, then I don't know. Maybe give this one a miss. Hey, look, there were some pellet posies on the other side. There's one pellet posy with a one pellet in it. And here is a huge five pellet posy with a five pellet in it. Whoa, this one's huge, says Alf. Lock on with ZR and aim and throw. This one takes a little while for the Pikmin to, like, knock the pellet out of the flower. And now all seven of them are gathered around and they're carrying it back. The equation above it now says seven out of five. You need five Pikmin to carry it. But I've put seven Pikmin on the job, so they go a little extra fast. Let me just quickly run back to the onion and gather up the team. There's some new sprouts following the uh, acquisition of new bug bodies. Quickly uh, plucking them. I've now got nine in my squad and 16 in the field. So I guess nine plus seven would equal 16. Good at, good at teaching maths, this game. And now they've reached the onion and the five pellet posy has been sucked up into the onion and out pops. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five sprouts. So a five pellet posy yields five Pikmin. Um, it's worth noting that it was a red pellet posy and red Pikmin brought it back to the onion. I think that if it had been different colored Pikmin which brought a red pellet posy back, then it wouldn't have been the full five. It might have just been three sprouts that we get from it. So just remember that in future. Okay, so now we've got 21 total Pikmin. That means I can chuck them at this box. Now if I target the box, I can hold down the throw button. And uh, Alf will just machine gun Pikmin at the problem. And yeah, the Pikmin push the box out of the way. Hey, whoa, what's that? There's a glowing golden SD card. Almost like a, uh, a hologram floating above the ground. It, it was uh, it was behind or inside the box, but as we push the box, the hologram stays in place and it's now revealed. Little golden SD card. Oh, it looks like someone's left a data file here. Maybe the copad will be able to read it. 
Okay. Uh, Alf looks at his copad, and now there's something has popped up on the screen. Pikmonology number one. The onion is like a nest for the Pikmin. It both gives birth to them and provides them with shelter. And we see some little drawings, stylized drawings of Pikmin uh, as they sprout and pop out of the ground. Oh, excellent. The copad can read the data file. So, these creatures are called Pikmin, says Alf. This information might come in handy later on. I'm going to save this into the copad's exploration notes. We're installing a new app on the copad. It's the notes app. Any new note we find can be put in the Exploration Notes app. Hmm. I don't think Captain Charlie wrote this data file, so who did? Could there be other intelligent life forms on this planet? Yeah, I wonder who wrote the file, listeners. Anytime we find another data file, I'm going to be looking it up on the copad, because sometimes this information... Oh, according to the radar, the drake should be through here, says Alf as we walk along the path. Sometimes it can be, like, just boring tutorial information, but sometimes it's um, a little bit of story. Sometimes the notes are like diary entries, so we're going to be looking at them wherever we find them. Okay, we walk through the sandy path and approach a cave mouth, and we enter it. And here's another note. Using the radar, so it's tutorial information. Yeah. So it doesn't... It, so... Inside the Notes app, there are different subfolders. There's the Pikmonology subfolder, which has one entry. There's the Control subfolder, which is full of everything that's come up in the uh, in the tutorial. What are these? It says which ones are new, which ones I haven't looked at yet. Press A to pluck nearby Pikmin. Oh, here we are. Cool. Great. So no interesting diary entries or anything yet. Oh, wow. Those are massive. But they don't look edible, says Alf as we approach some cave mushrooms. I'm just going to walk past them. Oh, although I think they might give me nectar. Hang on. Let me chuck some Pikmin at them and see what happens. Maybe these ones don't give you nectar. No, I think later on the mushrooms give you nectar. But these ones in the little tutorial zone don't because they're going to, like, parcel out the information. Oh, no. It looks like there's something blocking our path get a close-up of it. Whoa, who built this wall here? More signs of intelligent life? Now would be a good time to press the X button to perform a charge attack, says Alf. Yeah, so what's blocking our path is what looks like a compacted sand wall. It has turrets on either side of it, like a sand castle. Um, yeah, but it's really like compacted earth. Uh, yeah, it looks like a little kid's sandcastle, basically, but it towers above Alf and the Pikmin. It's huge compared to them, so we can't get past it. I have to target the wall and then hit X, and all at once, my entire team of 21 Pikmin charge forward and begin smashing the wall. Uh, chunks of uh, compacted sand and earth break off, revealing, like, darker-coloured soft earth beneath, and that gives way as well into great chunks, and now they've destroyed the entire structure. Oh my gosh, my crew could learn so much from these creatures' cooperation. I'm paraphrasing, but he said something like that. Oh, I hope the drake is okay, says Alf as we progress along. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel now. We approach the light at the end of the tunnel. Alf, on his own, the Pikmin are staying in the cave, I guess, enters the environment on the other side of the cave. Oh, there it is, the SS Drake! Dun 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 Yeah, the SS Drake is a ship, a spaceship 
with a really cool design. I enjoy it quite a lot. Uh, the 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 mechanical legs, the uh, it, it's quite. It looks real sci-fi. It's it's like good science fiction. Oh, there it is, the SS Drake. Yeah, it looks like a work of engineering. The copad isn't picking up any signs of life in the immediate area, says Alf. Oh, what am I supposed to do now? Oh, the copad's ringing. Oh, an incoming transmission. Who could it be? Aleph, it's me, Brittany. Do you copy? Says Brittany. We see a, a grainy video footage of Brittany making a call. Oh, thank goodness. You're with the SS Drake, right? So Brittany is the team's botanist. She has red hair, or I guess like bright pink hair, uh, and little half-moon glasses. Uh, yeah, and a pointy nose, as opposed to Alf's big bulbous round nose. I made it through the landing in one piece. The thing is, I'm trapped somewhere. And I'm starving. And then the, the call cuts. Oh no, we got cut off, says Alf. I wonder how far away Brittany is. But at the very least, I'm thankful that she appears to be safe and sound. Uh-oh. What's that strange sound? Says Alf. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it looks like night is falling. We're in a kind of dusk space. Shadowy. The sun's setting, which could mean that nocturnal predators are starting to wake up, says Alf. Yeah, on the ball, Alf. You've played this game before. I should probably get off the planet's surface for now. So, a light on the SS Drake beams Alf inside. He shrinks down to fit inside the ship. Which is much larger than him, but, you know, doesn't look super spacious. And uh, the ship blasts off. Its legs, um, what's the word, folding up underneath it as its jets jets it off the planet. And here it is. There's the takeoff music. And we see the little red onion. Uh, its legs, its tentacle legs, are hidden away inside it. Instead, it has uh, all jets firing as it takes off next to us. There's a little propeller spinning and its jets firing. And now we see the food report. Oh, most of the supplies that we brought with us from Kapai were destroyed in the crash landing, says Alf. He must be accessing all the food storage in the Drake, now that he's found the Drake. We now only have three days of edible provisions left. So the Kapites, uh, like, they drink their food. And so what we've got is, like, liquid food in bottles. And I can see three of them on this food menu. Only three uh, bottles of strange blue liquid on these, like, high-tech... Um, soda stream like metal and glass soda stream bottles Alf drinks one starting tomorrow I'll have to find some local food yeah there's only two left now so that's the end of day one and we see our report I got a badge New Horizons clear the first day on PNF 404 we can review our replay visually like, it'll show on the map where we went and what we did, which is a really cool feature, which I enjoy doing. It plays it back at, like, five times or ten times speed. You can just watch yourself walk through the map and explore and kill bugs and gather posies and the Pikmin, what they're doing and where they are. We see the Pikmin population chart. I see a red line increase uh, as the day is charted. And I can see at what stage we found the drake and at what stage we drank the drink. Zero fruit, two two drinks left, 
21 Pikmin, today's death, zero. Deaths due to sunset setting, zero. Total deaths, zero. Beautiful. We see uh, the, the camera zooms in on the drake, and we see Alf looking out of a porthole window. He's lit from behind by a bright yellow light, uh, and his face is in shadow, and we get his report. Day one. We are shipwrecked on this planet. Some creatures called Pikmin helped me find the SS Drake. But our cosmic drive key is nowhere to be found. Oh no, the cosmic drive key's missing. Oh, that's no good. We, we aren't going anywhere without that. Luckily, I made contact with Brittany, and we'll set out to find her tomorrow. When I took off in the ship, the Onion took flight as well. Odd, but amazing. Alf. Alright. Saving. Saved. Now. So. Exploration day two. Let me just hit pause. Ah, Ladies and gentlemen, I think my plan is to do uh, one day per episode. Um, so this is pretty much the end of the episode now. We've been through the tutorial day. The game will start in earnest next episode. I hope you're uh, along for the ride. But um, long-term Pikmin fans will know that the gameplay of Pikmin... Yeah, it's challenging and fun. Uh, it's stressful, it's addictive, it's it's entertaining, it's all this stuff. But there's, there's this whole extra layer to Pikmin games. And that is that really these games are about exploration of an alien world and these scientists and engineers making observations on the life forms and the the things that they encounter. Every Pikmin game has its own little encyclopedia which these main characters fill out as they go. So there's going to be a few different reports that I'm going to read at the end of each episode. I, I have to remember how to get to them and at what stage I'm allowed to go look at them. Maybe I can't get to them yet because this has just been the tutorial day. But we should have a report on the bugs. I think that they are female shear grubs, which we killed in this episode. Uh, we're going to have Alf's notes on them. Because Alf is the only character we've unlocked, these are the only notes that we'll have access to. Um, and they're going to be engineering notes about <laughs> an engineer's analysis of that animal. Um, which is going to be, yeah, interesting. But as we unlock more... Uh, characters, we're going to have their notes also unlock. It's going to get to a, the stage where there's going to be so many notes to read, I'm probably not going to be able to read them all. Um, because we, every creature which we encounter, each character, and there's going to be five characters, are going to have their own analysis of the creature. Um, there's only three playable characters, but we, we still get Louis's notes on the creature and uh, Olimar's notes on the creature, which is funny. It's good that the game does that. It's really funny. Um, in Pikmin 2, that's a game all about collecting interesting treasures. And there's like artifacts strewn all around the planet, which Olimar and Louis find. Uh, and the note system, the, the, the encyclopedia section of Pikmin 2, is actually where a lot of the game's story and backstory and like character development moments happen. Because at a certain stage, Olimar has found hundreds and hundreds of little pieces of treasure and he starts to run out of stuff to say about them and he starts to say stuff like oh I'm really running out of stuff to say about this umpteenth goddamn treasure uh, I really miss my wife at home I remember the time that we took a picnic down to the beach when our first baby was born what a beautiful 
uh, memory. I wish I could come home to my wife soon. And then, like, log the next one after that would be like, yeah, memories of my wife are returning to me. God damn my boss for sending me here. That stupid old, you know, so-and-so. I wish, blah, blah, blah. And you start to get Olimar's opinions and, and, like, you know, his life leak into the game. And that happens in this as well. Uh, Brittany has her own... Um, her own special report that she makes on the fruit that we find as we explore PNF 404. Uh, we'll get into that when we rescue Brittany and find some fruit. Um, but yeah, so the notes, the, I think they're going to need to wait until next episode. I don't think I get access to the enemy notes or the fruit notes. Definitely not the fruit notes, but probably not the enemy notes until the, the first official day, which is going to happen next week. Next episode, I mean... So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for... <laughs> thank you. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for indulging me in this Let's Play of Pikmin 3, a game I enjoy. I have fallen out of my own personality and into somebody else's. Uh, join me next time. I'm going to be playing more of this game. We're going to be reading some notes, killing some bugs, censoring the swears. It's going to be a lot of fun. Goodbye. See ya. Ah, what's that bug? What's that fruit? What's Captain Olimar been up to? I'm gonna read the notes right now and you're gonna learn all about Pitman fucking 3!